tonight's lesson is uh, on the operation of faith. We've been on this for about six or seven weeks, and the uh, purpose of it is to help everybody in the church see whether they are living by faith or not. Uh, I've said this multiple times, but it's always worthy of repeating, that a lot of people think they're living by faith, and really they are in conflict with their faith. Their faith is not operating right because of these principles here are scriptural principles of how you get faith and how faith works. It's like an operation of faith. A lot of people just say, well, I'm just believing God. Well, that's part of faith. But that's not all there is to faith. There's more to just believe. But if you are believing, you will also be speaking the word of God. And a lot of people leave this out and they let their, their, uh, their mouth spoil or cancel or destroy what they're believing for because they're, they're believing to be healed, but they're constantly talking about pain. They're talking about how bad things are. And you have to replace your words with what God's word says. Speak God's word over your life and you'll be speaking life over your body, over your bones and over your, your mind and over your finances and over your marriage, whatever, over your kid's life. You, we just have to learn to find out what God says and speak his words into our situations. Amen. John chapter 6 verse 63 is a very important scripture. Jesus said, the flesh profits nothing. Always remember, whenever you're approaching God, you can never approach Him in the flesh. You have to do it by the Spirit. Because the Bible says in John chapter 4, verse 24, that God is a Spirit. And those that worship Him must worship Him in Spirit and in truth. Amen? God is a Spirit. You can never contact God in the flesh. You have to do it in the spirit. That's why you have to be born again. Amen. John chapter 3, verse 3. Jesus said, unless a man is born again, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Amen. That which is flesh is flesh, and that which is spirit is spirit. But to, for us to have a, start our relationship with God... We couldn't do it until we got born again. Our spirit man had to come alive. When we were unrepentant and unbelievers, our spirit man remained dead. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 2, that we were dead in our trespasses and sins. Uh -huh. We were dead. We walking dead, dead men. Walking, we, y'all see all these movies now about zombies? Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, that's walking dead people, right? Well, really, unless a man be born again, he's a walking dead man. That's right. Uh, I remember uh, my dear buddy, Pop McCormick, and uh, he was on death row. And I know Sarah loves him. But when he was on death row, he experienced a lot of people, when they come to get him and they take him to the execution chamber, do you know what the people say down the corridors? Dead man walking. Dead man walking. And that's what you have unless a man be born again. He's a dead man walking spiritually. 
His flesh can accomplish nothing for God. So, but Jesus said the flesh profits nothing in John 6, 63. He said, but the words that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. Amen. Get that now. Jesus said, the words that I speak to you. You see those, y'all got a Bible that's got, got Jesus' words in it. Yeah. Mine had red letters. Mm -hmm. Jesus said, the words that I speak, they highlighted in red, Brother Hill. That's right. And he said, the words that I speak to you, he said, they are spirit. Mm -hmm. The word is spirit. The word is spirit. Not flesh. That's right. The word is spirit and they are life. Yes. So, what we do with the, the, with the word, which is spiritual, we speak those spiritual words that came from God's mouth over our situations and we're speaking life into it. We're speaking life into it. A lot of people walk around with spewing venom out of their mouth. Mm -hmm. Uh... They're not speaking lively words into their situation. They talk about death. They talk about how bad things are, how broke they are, how much they're suffering. And, but they're praying one way, but they're speaking a different way. See, that's why I say there's more to faith than just believing. People come down to the altar and pray one way, believing for God to change things, but they get up and they start talking to their neighbors and their friends on the phone, and it woe is me, woe is me, woe is me. And that is nullifying their prayer life. And whenever they don't get their prayers answered, after a while, they get discouraged in their prayer life because their prayers go unanswered. But the thing is, they are not in faith according to the scriptures. So there is a certain way of doing things. And we have to do it the way God wants us to do it. Y'all understand? Mm -hmm. The Bible says in Psalms 103, I think it's 103. Anyhow, Psalm 103. The Bible says that Moses, I mean the children of God, knew God by the acts of God. But Moses knew the ways of God. Y'all understand what I'm saying? The children of Israel in the wilderness, they only knew God by bringing water out of a rock, by the cloud by day, the fire by night. They knew him by the miraculous. That's how they knew God. But Moses knew God more than just his power. <coughs> and his manifestations, he knew God personally. He knew the ways of God. You know how he got to know the ways of God? Because he went up on that mountain mm -hmm. and he fasted 40 days and 40 nights. He sat there in the presence of the Lord for 40 days and 40 nights. That's how you learn the ways of God. That's right. Amen? Amen. And which one of them had a, the relationship with, the, with God? It was Moses. Amen. The children of Israel said, you just go up on the mountain for us and come back down and tell us what God said. We, we don't even want to go up there. <laughs> but all they wanted was the hand of God. That's right. We, we want the quail in the evening and we want the manna in the morning. That's right. And as long as you take care of us, that's the only thing we care about. But Moses knew God 
intimately yeah. and a deeper way. That's right. And that's what you want. And that's what Jesus come to give us was a relationship with the Father through the Son. Amen? But speaking the Word is what we got to learn to do whenever we're living by faith. Uh, 2 Corinthians 5, 7 says, and y'all welcome to look at these scriptures, take notes, because, and if you have a question after a while, I'll be glad to answer it for you. But my intent is to help you understand how faith works, okay? Because one day you actually, you're going to need to know how it works. How many of y'all know uh, uh, a five-year-old don't know how to operate a car? That's right. Don't give him the keys. <laughs> don't give pork chop no keys to no car. We won't do that. Or listen, he'll try to crank it. He will. But he's going to mess up. <laughs> he don't know what, what, how to operate it. That's right. And faith is an operation. There's more to operating a car than just having keys. You've got to have wisdom to know how to get that thing down the road. Mm -hmm. If not, you're going to hurt you, yourself and other people. That's right. So, 2 Corinthians 5, 7 says, We walk by faith and not by sight. That's right. This is a big one. Because if you ain't careful as a Christian, it's so easy for us to lean on our five senses. Whenever you're leaning on the five senses, do you know what you're leaning on to? Your the flesh. flesh. Right. You're in the area of the flesh. Mm -hmm. We walk by faith and not by sight. We can't let what I see or what I feel determine what I believe. Amen? Amen? It may be a fact that I don't feel good. But by faith, I'm going to speak the word, which is, as far as healing, by Jesus' stripes, you were healed. Isaiah 53, 5. So when you begin to speak that into your life, the feelings will get, begin to change. If you have faith, then stick with it. Sometimes things don't change overnight. And that's where a lot of us fall apart. Well, we didn't get it this week. We didn't get it last week. Well, what do you do? You keep standing. You keep standing. You keep speaking. You don't give up. You don't cave in. You don't quit. You don't waver. Don't waver. Waver is like doubting. You're starting to doubt. And when you start to doubt, guess what? You, what's happening? You're starting to look at the five senses, what the doctor said, what the lawyer said, what the banker said, what CNN said, what Fox said. Oh, next thing you know, you in the flesh and you can't see by faith how God can do it. Because by in the natural, it's impossible. But by faith, nothing is impossible. Amen? Amen? Amen. The Bible says that we can believe all things are possible. If who can believe? We. If we can believe. That's right. So, I got to learn how God works. How his, his way of faith, the operation of faith. So, 
Whenever we're walking by faith, we can never go by what we see. He said, well, how do you do that, Stacy? I'm living in this world right now. Jesus told his disciples, said, even though you're up, this, you live in this world, you're not of this world. Y'all remember that? Jesus told his disciples, he said, even though you're, lit, you're in, of this world, live in this world, you're not of this world. He was telling them, hey, you belong to another kingdom. You belong to me now. You've got to begin to see things the way I see it. So, what was Peter's problem whenever he was walking on water? What became his problem? Doubt. 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 What made him doubt, though? What he seen. Mm -hmm. What did he see? The wind and the waves. The wind and the waves. And he was walking on water. He was walking on water. He was doing fine. He was doing fine. He was walking by faith. But the problem was when he started to go by sight. He was walking on faith. He was standing on the word. Jesus gave him the word. Come. So Jesus was, I mean, uh, when he gave him the word, Peter stepped out on the word and started walking in the supernatural. How do you walk in the supernatural? Stand on the word. So, Peter began to sink as soon as he started looking at the wind and the waves. And I can just imagine how the enemy works, y'all. We can all can imagine. If you walk with Jesus long enough, you can figure out how the devil works. He ain't really no slicker now than he was in the Garden of Eden. He's still using the same old tricks, same old lies, same old deception. So when Peter starts walking on the water, here comes the enemy. He said, I got to create a distraction. You know, the enemy can create some distractions. Do y'all know the Bible calls the devil the prince of the power of the air? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Calls the devil the prince of the power of the air. That's right. Oh, don't think he can't stir up some wind. That's right. He's the prince of the power of the air. Mm -hmm. He can stir up some waves. He can create a storm in no time. Mm -hmm. So he does. And whenever he creates the distraction, Peter goes for it. He takes his eye off of Jesus. There's Jesus walking on the water. He's walking toward Jesus. And all of a sudden, Peter takes his eye off of Jesus, starts looking around. Then the wind and the waves starts bolstering and moving. And the enemy jumps up on his shoulder. You can't see him. But the devil said, Peter, you ain't supposed to be out here walking on, this, on no water. You can't walk on water. And he starts looking and gets distracted. And next thing you know, he starts, his faith starts to go. Mm -hmm. And he starts to go under. Mm -hmm. And before he goes all the way under, Jesus walks up, gives him his hand, picks him up, walks him to the boat, puts him in. But he did well for a while. And when he started to sink, he, Jesus said unto him, Oh, you of little faith. faith. What? Little faith? I would say, if you're walking on water, you got some great faith. That's right. Right? Here's the thing. Don't think that when he failed, it was little faith. Here's the thing. Whenever he got distracted, it happens to us all the time. When we get distracted and we take our eyes off of Jesus and we put our, our eyes of faith on the circumstances, the wind and the waves, then we slowly begin to waver. That's right. 
We don't sink all at once, just shoo. We start to lose faith a little every day. A little, little at a time, little at a time, little at a time, little at a time. If he'd have went straight to the bottom, Jesus wouldn't have been put his hand there. He didn't go straight to the bottom. He began to sink slowly. And I can just see him, just his feet just starting to go up under. His faith is starting to, to waver because he took his eyes off of the word. Jesus is the word. That's right. And he began to waver. He began to go down. But Jesus saved him. And listen, he's the only other person ever mentioned that walked on water. That's right. So praise the Lord for Peter. Mm -hmm. At least he had enough guts to get out of the boat. That's right. When everybody else could have too. That's right. All of them could have got out of the boat. Because he didn't say, come, Peter. He just said, come. That's right. One word. Mm -hmm. The rest of them, all 12 of them could have got out of the boat. But they would, all of them were comfortable. Listen, whenever you start to walk in the supernatural, other people won't, don't want to go where you're going. That's right. They're going to talk about you. Mm -hmm. They're going to ridicule you. They're going to mock you. Mm -hmm. They're going to say it don't take all that. Oh, it takes all that to get a miracle. That's right. It takes all that to move the hand of God. That's right. You got to be able to go past all the people in the crowd that just want to be curious and just stand around and gaze and see what Jesus is going to do. Ain't somebody desperate enough to press through the crowd and grab the hem of the garment and say, I actually need something today. That's right. That's right. Amen. <laughs> we walk by faith and not by sight. When you say that, you might as well say, we walk by faith and not by feelings. Mm -hmm. You can't be a, a feel-good Christian. Hello? That's right. You can't go by your feelings. How many of y'all know your feelings are like a roller coaster? Mm -hmm. They go up and they go down. That's One right. day I feel good, the next day I don't feel that good. Mm -hmm. One day I feel like jumping the fence, the next day I feel like crawling under the fence. That's right. Uh... You can't go by how you feel. Your emotions, they, they can deceive you. You cannot be a feel-good Christian. How many of y'all know, you know, I wake up on Sunday morning, I don't feel like coming to church. Listen, I'm a pastor. Sometimes I'm like, I ain't going today. <laughs> <laughs> Me and some said, why don't we just stay home? <laughs> but we, we don't go by our feelings. That's right. We go, we are called. To be faithful. So there's been time when I like to stay in the house in the bed. That's right. But I don't get that luxury. Mm -hmm. I don't let my feeling, we don't let our feeling tell us what we're going to do. We get up and we tell our feelings what they're going to do. That's right. We're going to walk in the spirit this morning. We're going to the house of God. That's what we're supposed to be doing. So feelings, take a seat, get in the car. We're going to the church. Amen. 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 Yes. Feel good. Man, you feel like going to Thailand? You feel like getting on that plane for 20 hours? <laughs> I don't let my feeling tell me what I'm going to do. That's right. I let the calling tell me what I'm going to do. That's right. So I had to make my feelings obey. You can't even go by what you hear. This is the senses, okay? Whenever you're walking in faith, you can't go by your senses. When, the, when you get a bad report, what do you do? You can't, it may be a fact, you got a bad report. The doctor may say, well, there's some bad things I see here. Let me tell you what I'm seeing. And after you hear it, it's bad. Not good news, it's bad, it's a bad report. But, guess what? 
When you walk in by faith, you can't even go by what you hear. Listen, I hear, I, when I go visit people in the hospital and the family telling me what all's going on, how bad it is, what's going on, what's going on, this, is, this ain't working. They say this won't never work. They don't know if he's, going, he's got enough oxygen to make it uh, through the night. All kind of stuff be coming, be coming, be coming. You know what? I listen, but I don't listen. Does that make any sense? No. <laughs> it don't make no sense. But that's what you got to do. You got to hear, but not, in a, not let it affect your faith, how you believe. I'm going in there to see this guy. Yeah, his oxygen level may be bad. His kidneys may be shut down. But guess what? I'm going to speak life. I'm going to speak life. I ain't going by what the doctor said. I'm going by what the king of kings said. Jesus Christ, the word of God. I'm going to speak what he said. I'm not going to go by what I see, what I hear, what I smell, what I taste, or what I feel. I'm going by faith. Amen. By faith. There's a lot of times I've been in situations, and you'll be in the same situation one day, where you're moved by the Spirit. The Spirit will move you. And then... You have to operate by faith. That's right. Operate by faith. Move by the Spirit. This is part of spiritual growing, y'all. That's right. Knowing when the Spirit's moving you. Mm -hmm. I was sitting at the foot of a man's bed one time in Athens. I didn't know it at all. Somebody called me and said, This man is doing real bad. He's not, he, he, he needs prayer. I didn't know him. He didn't know me. Will you come pray for him? What's the Bible say? Lay hands on the sick. Right. They shall recover. Amen. I know people that get an opportunity to go pray for people, and the first thing they say, well, I need to pray about it. <laughs> what a day to pray about. That's right. Jesus already gave us a command to lay hands on the sick. That's right. Well, if I'm going to pray about something, it is... How do I handle this situation? Holy Spirit, you know this man. I don't know him. How do I need to pray? Can you show me some things in the Spirit that I need to know about this man? That's what I'm praying. I'm going to Athens. I'm not praying about going to Athens. That's already a given. I'm praying, how do I handle this situation? That's right. The Holy Spirit can walk you through every situation. So I walk into this man's room, didn't know him from nothing. And... I've been praying all the way to Athens. Didn't hear nothing. Didn't hear nothing. Guess what? I'm still going. Right. I'm getting closer to the room. I'm getting closer to the room. I still don't know nothing. Guess what? I'm still going. I'm still relying on the Holy Spirit. All of a sudden, I get to the foot of that man's bed, and the Holy Spirit spoke to me in my in my spirit, man. Holy Spirit lives in here. He he connects with my spirit. My spirit been born again. And he says, this man had an idol in his house. A false god. You know what? When the, when the Holy Spirit speaks to us like that, I'm moved by the Spirit now. But you know what we do? I say, Holy Spirit, you sure you're right? <laughs> Are you sure you're right about this? 
Because I don't know this man. This man going to get offended if I get this wrong. And it came again. He's got an idol in his home. He's sick. And the Lord's showing me his problem. He's got an idol in his house. That When you take an idol from a different land into your house and set it up, you can do it ignorantly, not knowing that you have brought demons into your house. Because the idol itself is nothing. Here's what you got to understand. People have worshipped this statue. The devil wants worship. Demons won't worship. The idol itself can't do nothing. But whenever you worship an idol, this, the, you're actually worshiping unseen demons that you don't know. Mm -hmm. And you've brought them into your house. That's why you've got to be careful about what you bring in your house. So, I finally got up enough nerve here. And I said to the man, I said, Sir, I said, the Spirit of the Lord has spoken to me. I said, I believe I've heard the Holy Spirit. I said, now I'm going to tell you something. This is how I break it on people. I'm going to tell you something. I said, if it don't agree with you, just throw it out the window like I never said nothing, okay? I said, I'm moving by the Spirit. I'm hearing. The Bible said when you're when you moving by the Spirit, something you see in part. But when we see Jesus, we'll see everything clearly. That's right. But in, in the Spirit, you're moving by faith, even though you're moving in the Spirit. And I'm hearing bits and pieces. So I said to the man, I said, the Spirit of the Lord says you have an idol in your house. And it has to go. I said, what do you think? He looked at me and he said, you're right. He said, I have a Buddhist idol right in my office sitting right next to my desk. I didn't know that. The Holy Spirit knew it. But I, I, by faith, I'm moving in what the Holy Spirit told me to do. I'm walking by faith and not by sight. And I, I said, you got to get rid of that. You know what he said? He said, I'm going to keep it. Oh. I said, well, all I can tell you is the Holy Spirit it wanted you. I said, most likely this guy ain't getting healed. Ain't getting healed. Why? Because he rejected the ways of God. That's right. You know, God don't like idols. Mm -hmm. He said he's jealous. A jealous God. He said, have no other God before me. None. Zero. Jesus don't even like being number two. He's number one. That's right. Amen. Amen. He top of the list. His name is above every name. So, you're moved by the Spirit and you're operating by faith when God speaks to you. You want to hear another one? What happened to the man? You don't know? I left him. <laughs> In his condition. You can't help people that will reject the ways of God. That's right. What can you do for him? Right. I can't make him serve God. I can't make him repent. I guarantee you what happened. I mean, this is just my imagination. That when things got real rough, I mean, he told somebody, go get that thing inside my desk and take it out there and hit it with a hammer. I think that's what happened. I didn't ever catch wind of what happened because I didn't know the man. But see, he had a spirit works. You don't have to know nobody. 
But the Holy Spirit knows the whole situation about everything. You just got to be able to hear him. And when you hear him, sometimes you wonder like, well, I don't know if I should say that. That might offend somebody. But you know, telling the truth to somebody is crucial. Mm -hmm. You can't beat around the bush when Jesus wants to set you free. Amen. You can't, like, well, I ain't going to tell him that. Whenever you start telling the Holy Spirit, you ain't going to tell him what he told you to tell him. Then you, that's when you stop hearing. That's right. The Holy Spirit said, well, ain't no you be telling him nothing because he ain't going to do it no how. But see, if I'd have been walking in the flesh, I wouldn't have never said that. But I'm walking in the Spirit. When I was in Kowanda, Uganda, about a month and a half ago, uh, listen to what happened. I was up there teaching on faith, the operation of faith. Guess what happens to you whenever you're teaching on the operation of faith? Faith is alive. That's right. I mean, it's moving. Amen. The Spirit's moving. I got faith ready to explode in me. I've been teaching on it for weeks and weeks and weeks in Uganda. Mm -hmm. Everywhere we went, I was teaching this, teaching this, teaching this. <coughs> and when we in the last conference, there were people brought from uh, two or three different islands to that conference, they came by boat. And they said there was a lot of witchcraft on those islands that they came from. So you don't ever know, just because they're sitting in a, in a Christian conference, you don't know if there's a witch in there or not. You don't know if there's a witch doctor sitting in there because the enemy was seeing people to just try to distract and, and pray against the moving of the spirit. That's how the devil works. Mm -hmm. So we in there, and this older lady, she about, I don't know, 75, 80, down on the right. Every time we started to worship, she got up out of her seat and she would walk two or three steps and get on her knees. And the whole time Apostle Kenny was teaching, a whole solid hour, her hand never came down. Never. Try that sometime. Right. If you don't think that's a challenge, Hold your hands up for an hour without bringing them down. Whenever we do Sunday worship here, I hold mine up as far as I, long as I can. But after a while, I had to bring them back down, get some blood going, and then I go back up again. So my hand, your hands get heavy. Her hand didn't come down for a solid hour or more. Never. I said, I said, I, said, I ain't never seen. Brother Kenny said, I ain't never seen nobody do that before. I'm thinking, hmm. I wonder if this is some kind of witchcraft. I don't know what's going on. I'm trying to discern. I'm praying, discerning, praying. And she's got this, uh, she's got something wrapped up in a, in a, in a, like a scarf. And she's holding it real tight like this. And she kept patting it, kept patting it like that. I'm like, I wonder what she got up under there. I wonder if that's some kind of witchcraft. What, what's this lady doing? I couldn't figure her out, Miss Louise. I couldn't figure her out. I'm, 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 Lord Jesus, show me something. Show me something. What's going on? Because I'm like, I'm filled with the Holy Ghost. That's right. I got Jesus in me. Amen. And Jesus is greater than any witchcraft, any witch doctor. I ain't afraid of her. I said, if she's a witch, I'm going to confront her. Mm -hmm. Right here in front of the whole bunch. I'm praying. Lord, <clears throat> what I'm going to do? What I'm gonna do? <clears throat> show me, show me, show me, show me. It's always best to know. Mm -hmm. Get moved by the Spirit. 
and operate by faith. Always remember that. So, I'm, I'm teaching and I'm teaching. And I'm, I had been talking to Brother Kenny. I said, what's going on here? He said, I don't know. I don't know. So, I'm preaching. And all of a sudden it hit me. I said, I'm going straight to her. I went down there. And I went down the aisle. All her buddies. I, started, I put my Bible on top of each one of them's head. I'm like, I'm finna stare up a devil. Right. When I get to right, the right, right, right devil, this thing gonna go crazy. I said, I want that devil to show up. If he does, Jesus gonna knock him out. So I went down the line, and I finally got to her. They didn't have no, no manifestations. See, if they, here's the thing. If there's a devil anywhere near, you can agitate them. Mm-hmm. You agitate them. You know, like rubbing sandpaper on somebody? You can agitate a devil by the word of God agitation. Because it's the truth. And also the blood of Jesus will agitate them. If you want to stir up a devil, just plead the blood of Jesus by faith and see what happens. If ain't the devil, it'll manifest. So I'm going down. I get to her. I lay my Bible on top of her head. And I'm praying. I start praying in the spirit. Mm-hmm. Not in the flesh. In the spirit. I'm praying in other tongues. Mm-hmm. And I'm praying. I'm praying. No manifestation. I'm like, what's going on? So, I got my interpreter over there. I said, uh, what's wrong with this lady? And he asked her, he said, she's blind. Oh, I didn't know that. She's blind, she can't see. I said, what's she got in that, in that cover? What's she got covered up there? I said, I'll cover that. Let me see what that is. And I'm doing this in love. She uncovered it. Guess what was in there? An old Bible. Old, old Bible. And she was patting it like that. She had a Bible, but she couldn't see it. But she was patting it. It was strange. But here's the thing. Whenever I got done talking to the lady, figuring out what was going on, she's blind. Now, I still think she was dabbling in some witchcraft. But I said to myself, and to all the people, I said, we're going to watch Jesus heal this lady's eyes today. Everybody in there went. <laughs> ain't about 500 people in there. We're going to watch the Lord move right here, heal this lady's eyes. So I said, lady, you believe Jesus can heal your eyes? She like, she's talking her language. I laid my hands on her eyeballs. In the name of Jesus, be made whole. Pray. Step back. Again, in the name of Jesus, you uh, blind spirit, loose her, let her go. I stood back and I said, can you see me? She said. I said, take your hand and reach out and grabbed my nose. She reached out and went. Grabbed my nose. Mm-hmm. I said, grab my ears. She reached out and grabbed my ears. I said, well, praise the Lord. She can't see, she can grab my ears and grab my nose, she can see. Mm-hmm. Can y'all get excited? <laughs> <laughs> praise the Lord. I mean, praise God. 
But that's how I would, moving by the Spirit, but operating by faith. Every step <coughs> by step of faith. Whenever you're praying for people, you're praying by faith. What are you standing on? God's Word. That's right. God's Word. God's looking over His Word to perform it. That's right. Heaven and earth will pass away, Jesus said, but my words will never pass away. His Word is always good. He's always looking over. He's always faithful. What we have to do when we get into a situation, knowing if we're moved by the Spirit and standing on His Word, there Jesus is with us. Don't matter what it looks like. Don't matter what it sounds like. Don't matter how it feels. We're moving by faith. Amen? Amen. Have y'all ever done that? It, it's, it's amazing when you see Jesus work. That's right. But I'm telling you, he don't work if you ain't living by faith. That's right. Amen. The Bible said, without faith, it's impossible to please God. Hebrews 11, 6. You've got to have faith. This is how faith works. Hear the word. If you want your faith to increase, what do you have to do? Yeah. Get in the word. Set up under the word. Mm -hmm. Get where the word of God being preached. Get where there's some faith. You know, it takes faith for everything. To be saved, you got to have faith. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8 says, We're saved by grace through faith. Not works. You get saved by, by, by faith. You get healed by faith. You get delivered by faith. You get filled with the Holy Ghost by faith. You apply the blood of Jesus by faith. You cast out demons by faith. Everything is by And if you ain't got no faith, guess what? Stay it's like having a car with no gas. That's right. You ain't going nowhere. That's right. Amen. Hear the word. Believe it. Speak it. Find out what God said. And you start speaking it. Speak to your body. Whatever you want it to be, you speak to it. Hallelujah. Sooner or later, hallelujah, the word will come forth as you believe it, and it will heal your condition. I've seen people healed of all kinds of conditions. I don't know a condition that God can't heal. That's right. Do y'all know one? Mm -hmm. I don't see no impossibility with God. That's right. If we can believe, it's possible. Amen. Now the doctor may say, it ain't possible. The doctor say, I've been in this profession for 30 years. And I ain't never seen nobody get over this one. That's okay. But Jesus ain't never lost a patient. That's right. Amen. You just got to get out there in the spirit. You got to stand on his word. You got to pray. You got to believe. You got to speak. Then you got to act. Amen. Act on the word. That's faith. Whenever you acting, if you ain't acting on the word, faith without works is dead. Expect it to come to pass, and it shall happen. Close in closing, faith is like a muscle. Did y'all know that? Mm -hmm. You see these uh, these guns up here? Mm -hmm. This is what they call muscles. <laughs> I ain't gonna pull my sleeve up because y'all might faint. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and 
if I, I flex real good, I might bust this shirt. <laughs> I'm just joking. But listen, no, I do go to the weight room and I live. You know why? At my age, you got to keep using your muscles. Because if they don't, they would deteriorate. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's right. And, and then they ain't strong at all. Any muscle you don't use gets, gets weaker and weaker and weaker. That's why you, you can put Arnold Schwarzenegger in the hospital bed with all them muscles that he used to have. Put him in there for two months without food and without, I mean, in a bed. And listen, all that muscle would just fade That's right. in no time. That's right. Be skin and bones. No, that muscle just deteriorate because he can't use them in that bed. That's right. Anything you don't use, you will lose it. That's right. Any language that you learn but don't use it, you will eventually lose it too. That's right. When I go to Thailand, I can speak Thai language. Some. Nitnoi. Means little bit mm -hmm. in Thai. Because I stay there, I hear it, I hear it, I hear it, I can speak some of it. I come back home for six months, and I ain't speaking no Thai language at all. When I go back to Thailand, I can't even hardly figure out what I learned last time. Because <laughs> I lost it. That's right. Anything you don't, you gotta keep exercising your faith. You gotta use your faith. If you don't use it, it'll get weaker and weaker. You ought to be believing God every day for something. That's right. If it ain't for you, use it for somebody else. Amen. Amen. Believe God for something else. Believe God for Israel. Believe God for the revival in the United States. Believe God to heal your neighbor or somebody, but believe. You always use your faith, exercise it. And remember, if you don't use it, you're gonna lose it. If you want strong faith, continue to exercise your faith. And when you see God move, hallelujah, it'll, it's a faith builder. It increases your faith. When I seen that, that growth fall off of Sophie's chest years ago, when we spoke to it, it fell off in the floor. That was a faith builder for both of us. Both of us said, wow, this, 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 this works. Mm -hmm. This really ain't no joke. This really is for real. Speak to the mountain, tell it to be removed. That's right. And it did. Now I'm like, okay, oh wait, where's the next mountain at? Where's the next mountain at? I want to speak to something else. That's right. That's how faith is increased in you. So continue to use your faith, but always know the word of God is where you begin. You can't go through all these unless you know number one. Hearing the word, hearing the word. By coming tonight, you heard the word. Your faith has been increased tonight. Amen. All you got to do now is start plugging it in. I'm going to use this faith. I'm going to use the word. I'm going to put the word to work for me. And I'm going to speak life over myself. I'm going to speak to my body. I'm going to speak to my circumstances. I'm going to speak to the mountains. And they're going to go. Why? Because Jesus said if I did, they would. Amen? Amen. Any questions?
can't remember the other guy's name. Was it uh, Charles Pellin? Charles Finney. Charles Finney. One of them had a school out there. Uh, anyhow, he called it Healing School. And people from all over the place came to this Healing School. They came, they had cancer and leukemia. They had all kinds of diseases. And really the doctors told them there ain't nothing we do for you. So they would come to this guy's healing school. What he would do was they would come and he would teach them on the area of what the Word of God said on the lines of healing. Mm -hmm. He would teach them and teach them and teach them for weeks. And they would sit and come and hear the Word. Hear the word. You know what he was doing? He was building their faith. That's right. He's building their faith. Building their faith. And guess what? When their faith got built up to a certain level, then he would put his hands on them. Lay hands on them. And guess what? They'd get healed. Mm -hmm. It was time. Their faith was increased. He laid hands on them, and the anointing destroyed that yoke. So it's good to be taught the word and increase your faith. And as you do, you can see when people's getting it. You can see it. When you're going through that, you can see it. That one just got it. You can lay hands on that one. You can lay hands on that one. They just received it. Whew. You can see when somebody gets it. My buddy Lemuel, whenever they said he got liver disease, and Sister Bobby Jean prayed over and said, somebody in here got a liver condition. Come up here. Man, by faith, he, he was sitting right where you were sitting now, Louise. And he jumped up so fast, like lightning. A, he was standing there in a split second. You know why? He had faith. There wasn't no hesitation. If you have that liver problem, get up here now. And guess what? He got healed that day. He got healed. But there wasn't no hesitation. There ain't no hesitation when you got faith. That's right. You go right at, you move by the Spirit, and you move by faith. Boom! There it is. Amen. Anybody get anything out of that? Let me, let me speak to this camera. Wherever you're watching from, I want you to know we love you here at Harvest Time Church. And we hope that you've been, in, uh, been blessed and encouraged and your faith has been increased by watching this series on the operation of faith. Uh, if you will live by this, hallelujah, I believe Jesus Christ will do whatever you need him to do. All it takes is faith. And if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Repent of your sins. He'll save you and give you a life worth living. Yeah. Hallelujah. He's the best thing going. He's the real thing. He's the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Thank you for tuning in, and God bless you. Leave us in us your comments and let, you know, let us know what you think about the sermon. Have a good day. God bless you.